the ball, the balls are off and running. And Dan and Jason Bernstein are here to keep you up to date with the Stampede. You're listening to Organizations Win Championships. Welcome to Organizations Win Championships, your Odyssey Chicago Bulls podcast, episode 14. I'm Dan Bernstein, along with Jason Bernstein and our producer, Rick Camp. And since we last talked, the Bulls have improved to 25 and 27. They're ninth in the East. And if you start looking at the loss column in the East, you can get, a I would not say excited, but you can find reason for optimism, especially coming off of their their winning streak as two in a row after one of the worst losses of the season. You'll laugh at, at winning streak, but the Bulls have beaten Charlotte and Portland after yet another edition of worst loss of the year as they were up, what, 19 on the Clippers before? Sakari? Yeah, it was 19. It was like 46-27 or something. And I and think that they, was the time they when our, our phones back. blew up. Yeah, our phones blew up with Rick Camp explaining that he was taking the Clippers in the money line at that point. And that was the right decision that for, I mean, I don't know if you can picture a better way to bet other than that. It's, it's perfect. You bet at the lowest point. And then it was as soon as he bet it, as soon as he told us that he bet the Clippers money line, they cut it to five within four minutes or something like that. And, And we just knew, Oh boy, Rick, this is all your fault. We're going to lose because of you. And I'm going to throw a temper tantrum. I want to say it was a 23 to four run from the moment we got that text. And it was the same stuff. Again, there, there's really no secret to the struggles for the Bulls. It was trading twos for threes. It was ball watching. It was slow feet defensively and settling for for contested twos not and, and and too much fouling it was, it was everything that we've seen in that recipe and it played out again and we kind of were left staring at each other but thankfully they they put a floor in and reeled off the 114 to 98 win over charlotte and then actually last night was the one of the first times they we, we saw them rally to really overcome adversity late when some of their problems did set in some of their defensive issues were recurring and and they figured it out and with the 129 121 win i don't know how it happened when in the in that third quarter they went down 17 and then all of a sudden it seemed like that and uh, i can't snap because i hurt my finger last week let me use my other hand there we go it was like that and then the bulls raced back and took the lead and I noticed early that Portland was doubling DeMar. I think mm-hmm. that happened in the first quarter. And I don't know if there's a, a worse thing you can do as a defense than double the guy that's going to take a contested two. I don't know why you double him. I think you give him that shot every time, and then you just go down and hit threes, especially when you have Damian Lillard on your team, um, Anthony Simons, who's a great player, by the way. And you have other guys that can make those shots while you're going to be giving up long contested twos. I don't know why you double DeMar DeRozan. That's an interesting if, point. If anybody double Zach Levine. I understand that DeMar is not great at passing out of double teams and he c- cannot make an entry pass to save his life, but there's nothing worse you can do than force a team to get out of a long contested two. Well, I'd look at it differently too. And then that I think that that's a salient point because what you're, you're almost doing the bulls a favor in forcing 
the ball to move when yeah. when you when you single team him and he's going to go into his thing and he's going to sort of noodle around on his dribble and look for opportunities and and look for gaps that you force ball movement which in turn can make the bulls offense more efficient that's that's exactly what i was saying like i think it's, I think it's a fair point i do and 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 to, for them to score early as they did and have everything rolling and then fall back i thought that they were going to end up losing so the the rally did surprise me and especially not having caruso because he's been so important to any time they have their that their benches help them you know push them to some kind of run he's been in the middle of it and it was dragic it was and i i always had two really good games in a row yeah he has and he's been shooting and he's been shooting well i it seemed like before this if he hadn't opened 3 he just wouldn't take it because he didn't think he could make it and i tend to agree with that i think this is i mean i don't know I hope this isn't luck right now where he's making a three-point shot consistently and he's taking it multiple times. I don't mind him taking it. I just wish it would go in more. But Well, he I, has to take it. He has to. He has to. That, that he, offenses are, are that he, where he's going to find that open shot is going to be a team wanting him to have that open shot. And we right. saw in the playoffs last year that – the Milwaukee Bucks wrote the book on it, and they said, "Look, if you're going to play him these minutes, and that was with Caruso hurt, right? That he's he's. I'm trying to remember was was Caruso available in in, in the playoff game that we went to? I'm trying to remember. Um, I, he has to at least take it, and you have to hope that he makes it. And at this point, I would hope that he's making it enough to maybe increase his trade value a little bit. I was going to say the same thing. I don't see why you wouldn't trade him, especially if he's starting to make that shot, because we both know that it won't continue for a longer stretch of games. And they said that they're not going to tank, and they said they're going to try to win. But to what extent? I, I just don't get it, because right now you're the nine seed. You can only go so far the maybe this the best thing that could happen when it comes to the playoffs for the bulls is getting out of the play-in i don't see them winning a first round matchup because the three seed is going to be boston or milwaukee or philly or any one of those or even cleveland who i really worry about but i don't i don't see why you do anything when it comes to winning because it doesn't get you anywhere and the only chance you have of having a first round pick this year is if you land in the top four. And if, if even if you stay in the play and you lose, you at least have a shot at getting it. I'd, I'd rather them just completely tank, get rid of DeRozan. I wouldn't be opposed to trading Levine. I really just want to. Oh, I'm not, get, I'm not, I'm not. I'm not. I, I kind of want them to blow it up. I would, I would rather trade DeRozan. Because I feel like Levine's there's still some potential that he could be with the Bulls on a championship run. All right. Well, let me. We'll get but to that. I, I, we'll, I just. Let's, I just. Let's, just, let's talk just, big picture in a second. Let, let's let's hold off on on big picture for now because I, I don't want this to. The only be, thing I worry about though is the bigger picture because I I don't know what to trust with this team. Are they good? I don't know what they are yet. We're we're at the all we're nearly at the All Star break and we don't know what this team is. I think the answer is right in front of you. I, they're they're twenty five and twenty seven, and but they're mid. Yeah, they're yeah. they're 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 exactly what they've told us they are, 
and getting out of that isn't going to be solved at one trade deadline. But like I said, let's let, let's set that aside for the moment because I've got a crazy litany of statistics here, mostly based on the the Charlotte win. Here we go. Some things that happened in that game that I just thought were cool. And uh, Jeff Fairer does this because he likes to entertain his friend of the pod. Jeff Fairer said, Io had one of the weirdest stat lines in NBA history. He had 22 points in these back-to-back good games he had. He had 22 points, 9 of 10 shooting, 0 rebounds, and 0 assists. No player in the history of the NBA has scored that many points shooting at least 90% while not registering a rebound or an assist. That's never happened before. It was also, it was the first time in the last two seasons the Bulls won a game without getting more than 15 points from either Levine or DeRozan. Now, let me ask you this. If you had to guess, in the last two seasons, there have been 12 games where Kobe White has scored at least 20 points. What do you think their record is? I, how many of those? Uh, no, nope, they're nine and three. So the, the correlation of Kobe White scoring 20 and the Bulls winning is very, very strong, which is been that gets back into what we're talking about at the trade deadline of, of what they could do. Now, Andre Drummond. I was can I can I interject for a second? Of course. I was just gonna say, I wonder what the percentage is of when Zamar has th- about 30 points or more and Zach has 20 points or less. And I want to see what that how many games or how many times that's happened, what their record is. Because I feel like when DeMar scores more, it's a bad sign because it means the ball isn't moving. So I, I wonder what, what that stat would be, is if what if they have a record under 500 when DeMar is 30 points? And I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if that was the case. Because his, his scoring is all twos, and other teams are going to make more shots. Is it, also, though, he if, if he's drawing fouls, that's he, true. There is there some of his scoring on his big nights come from a lot of opportunity at the line, which can mean that you're getting the defense on, on its heels on occasion. So I would I would be interested too, but I don't think it's as cut and dried as just the scoring number. Okay, go with Andre Drummond. Drummond had 15 points and 11 rebounds on six of nine shooting in less than 15 minutes. It was only the sixth time in NBA history a player had 15 and 10 on 60% field goal shooting in less than 15 minutes. And the names on this list are hilarious. Jalen Smith, Mike Jaminski, Otis Howard, Kevin Love, and Daryl Chocolate Thunder Dawkins. And anytime we can invoke uh, Chocolate Thunder, I'm, I'm here for it. There's, I've, got, I've got another for you. I've got another crazy stat. <sighs> Nikola Vucevic, 17, 12, and 6. That performance put him past Joakim Noah for fifth in Bulls history with the most 15.10 rebound and five assist games in a Bulls career, which is crazy because he's, he's done it in two plus seasons. I mean, that's he's really good. I know, but that, but that's, that's really wild. If you look at that level of production, 15 points, 10 rebounds, five assist games, Scotty Pippen is first. He had 104 of them. Jordan had 90. 
Artis Gilmore had 54, and that surprised me because I had no idea that, especially the way, and I know they ran offense through what him. What a good passer. Yeah, I just didn't know he was that productive a passer that often, but you figure he was he was the focal point. That NBA ball, then everything ran through the pivot. He just was not really known as a passer, but Gilmore, 54. Jerry Sloan had 24, and then Vooch with 22 and Noah with 21. I, That's I, pretty crazy. I thought so too. I thought uh, so too. Uh, did you know that Nikola Jokic leads the NBA in total assists right now? No. Yeah. I mean, Halliburton has missed 10 games and he's still top three, I believe. But a center is leading the league in assists. Well, he, that, he might he might three-peat an MVP. Yeah, and he should. But the, you know the way MVP I know, voters they'll, are. They'll get like Jason Tatum or Luka or something. I wouldn't mind Luka. I, I don't know how I feel about Tatum. And I feel like whenever he plays the Bulls, he's not great. He's good, but he's not great. I he his his jump shot to me sometimes just looks off, and I don't know what it is because his numbers are fantastic. But I feel like whenever I watch him, I don't feel like he's one of those guys that whenever he shoots it, it's going to go in. Well, that, I, I mean, that's it's, a really it, subjective with, take, but I, I don't know. I I would if there was any team. In the East, the Bulls could possibly win a couple games against in a playoff series. I think Boston or Milwaukee are the only two teams they could win against. I think they'd get swept by Cleveland. I think they'd get swept by Philly. I I, I don't see them as a an, as a huge threat to the Bulls as much as I see other teams as threats. Yeah, I think you're right in the 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 Bucks and the Celtics match up better because they don't have the same kind of of overwhelming athleticism and bounce that some of these other teams do when they just start throwing bodies at the Bulls and they get all those 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 live wire wings, two-way players out racing them down the floor. I I, I think the Cleveland the, doesn't play two way players. I think you're exaggerating. No, no you're right. You're, but but wait, wait, hold on, hold on. Wait, I'm sorry, I misunderstood you. I when you said two way, I thought you meant like two way contract G League. No, no, no. I I, mean, I, mean, I, I interpreted that wrong. Yes, you're right. Like Toronto, that that's the you know the, that's yeah. the poster boy of two way athletic twitchy wings. Yes. That that's what I mean. That those the, the teams that you mentioned don't match up in quite that way. So according to to Rick here, that said the the MVP odds at BetMGM, Jokic is the betting favorite at minus one fifteen. Then it's Embiid, Giannis, Luca, and Tatum. So it's to me it comes down to voters and, and the whim of voters. That they get bored. Vote for some. It has happened with Jordan and Carl Malone one year when voters just sort of decided it was someone else's turn. That there's there's sometimes people get weird, but I I I think there's an imperative. I, I think there's a responsibility on behalf of the voters to try to get it right, even if it's the same guy ten years in a row. You, you should you should vote objectively. Well, then LeBron and, would, would would be like a fifteen time MVP. Yeah, I don't no. know why he, I, he could even be in the conversation this year after what he's doing. Right, I, I think he, he he should be. He's averaging thirty eight and seven. Why is he not in the conversation? Actually, well, because I think there if you you have to 
probably adjust for overall statistical inflation that there that a lot of offensive numbers are just better now and i don't think voters will ever get past the fact that his team is terrible yeah it's, it's, it's I, mean, I mean it's wasn't russell westbrook's team like a five seed or something when he went on that triple double run yeah but they're bad, bad. they're bad yeah and, and you know, they still, I, I still, th- they might be, do you think they would beat the Bulls in a seven game series? I mean, obviously it's not possible because neither team is going to make the championship, but if, if those two teams played a seven game series, who do you think wins? What a good question. I, with experience and I think this will give us a measure of how, or, of how bad or not so terrible the Bulls are. I kind of think that the Lakers would win four yeah. out of seven. Yeah. Do you agree? Yeah, what cuz LeBron James and Anthony Davis are on their team. Yeah, the Lakers are 25 and 29. They're 13th in the West. God, look at the West. So Sacramento. little So little is separating so many of these teams right now. Yeah, but Sacramento, man, I love that. I, I love that team. I, I, Sacramento has done what I want. Okay, let me not talk about football. This isn't a football podcast. Okay. I need to stop. But I was gonna I was gonna mention how Sacramento has done what I want the Bears to do this offseason. Then I realized this is a Bulls podcast. So <laughs> yes. I, I stopped anybody, anybody here is not necessarily interested in your Bears thoughts, though. I, I'm sure you have you have many of them. The Bears should be listening to the Take the North podcast on Odyssey with David Haw and Dan Weederer and enjoying all of their voluminous Bears thoughts. Well, you mentioned before about, about Bulls big picture. The trade deadline is Thursday. And we will have a, a, a pod there and after uh, dealing with all of it. Realistically, I don't think the Bulls are going to do anything significant. I don't think they're going to do anything. I don't think they're going to make one move. Not one. none. none. Okay. Well, and, and I know you've said you're, you're for blowing it up and starting again. because yeah, and they're, I, they're not going to make one trade. That's my take. The, what I think is most reasonable, if if they if somebody just blows your doors off in an offer for Caruso, if that fantasy of two first round picks would take would it. come to fruition, absolutely take it. I would be listening on IO. I would prefer that they keep Kobe White. If the the move that I think could to pair it back to to grow, and I know you are uh, not a huge Zach Levine fan, and I'm I'm not I'm, no I'm I'm not I'm not against Zach Levine. I'm not sure you're against. I'm just. I'm not convinced he has any basketball instinct. I'm, I'm and I'm not sure how high the ceiling is. I think he's a wonderful scorer. You just don't think he's a quote unquote hooper or ball. No, he's not. No, I don't. I just don't think he's an instinctive basketball player. We've seen it too many times where he's awareness of score and situation and where everyone is on the floor and what 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 makes sense late in games. I, I just don't think he's got a, a real nose for it. However. You've made that commitment to him, and we know he's kind of needy when it comes to usage, and he wants to be a star. I've, I've said this before, but it's really crystallized in my mind. Just trade DeRozan. Move on. Get what you can while he still has some value and a year left on his deal, and allow Patrick Williams and Kobe White to get those minutes and flourish a, a little bit. I, I think they've they've got it. The, 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 they've gummed up the works with this mix, and it's it's hurting the development of maybe your most important young asset. And I would prioritize that right now, while allowing Zach to spread his wings. And then, then there's no ambiguity, and he's just the guy. Speaking of which, I wanted to interrupt you for a long time there because you t- you took a, a very long time to say that. 
<laughs> there have been four games this year when DeMar DeRozan has scored 30 plus and Zach has scored less than 20. How many games do you think they've won of those four? Don't look at the chat. I I'm, I see you looking at it. I, I'm not I'm not scrolling in the chat. Uh, there's right been, there. There's been four of those games. Yeah, I would say they're one and three. They're one and three. I did not. So look. you're probably lying, but it's fine. So my point has been my point is rendered true. Well, in a small sample. In, in a small sample, but I mean, one in three is not a good winning percentage. No, it's not. It, that's a 25% I, win percentage. That's nicely not good. done. Thank nice. you. And you say you're bad at math. I hate you. <laughs> so I know it's a small sample size, but I feel I, I've, it's happened before. I mean, last year they were on the floor together more often because we forget at the beginning of this year, Levine had his knee thing. So he was on the court, off the right. court. We didn't really know what was going on with that. But it just seems like when DeMar scores a lot and Zach doesn't get involved, they lose games. And so, so we should hear from Arturis Karnishevis this week. We should hear right after the okay. deadline at some point what he's going to say, what would you ask him? Ugh. Why do you want to, why are you trying to win? Why are you trying to add things to a mediocre team that you're not going to be able to add anything? Cause you traded all your capital away for Vucevic and you're, if you do add anything, who's it going to be? Are you going to well, try to? Are you going to try to add veteran presence? Are you going to try to add young, twitchy, athletic guys? Like uh, apparently, Denver is not too high on Bones Highland. I like so, Bones uh, Highland. and yeah, but are you going to add him or are you going to add a vet? Like when they signed Tristan Thompson last year. Oh I, God, please! Right? Like I just, I just don't get what they're trying to do, and I don't know what's going on with the whole Kyrie saga. <laughs> I'm not a fan of him for obvious reasons. Yes, he's an incredible basketball player, but according to Mark J. Spears, Chicago is interested in Kyrie Irving. Who's at, no, no, there. Uh, yes, there, there is no. Yes. There is there is less than zero chance. I don't. The they're they're obviously not going to end up with them. So Mark Spears said they they have interest. Could fine. Could have interest. I I, th- I thought he said th- they did. Anybody um, could. Well, I mean. Basketball wise, if he wasn't such an if he wasn't Kyrie Irving and he just had that skill set, I would be interested. Obviously, I would I would give up the entire franchise. But I mean, well, maybe not because he's, no, he's, he's, he's not that young anymore. No, he's 30. People yeah, forget he's 30. And if LeBron wants him back, fine. That that that's I, I just there there is there's too much to deal with. It's like when the Bucks signed Antonio Brown. It, it's it's the same thing. He's well, a, ba- yeah, but a, a basketball player does more to affect the team just because it, it, there's just more impact that an individual player has. But that is just you, you don't you don't want to saddle your coach with a sociopath. It's it's not fair to anybody involved, and it's just the no. I mean, uh, to me. Say a, a reporter saying the Bulls could have interest is is just clickbait. I don't know. We didn't think they tr- they would trade for Vucevic when they did that in the middle of their rebuilding stages when they had guys like Wendell Carter on the team. Who I, I still don't know what to make of that trade. No, this this a, a move like this rises to ownership level. That is not something where where Karnachovas walks down to Michael Reinsdorf's office and says, by the way, I'm trading for Kyrie Irving. There is absolutely no way that a move like that is made without 
the the imprimatur of, of ownership. And and I just I would I would never see Michael Reinsdorf allowing for that to happen. I don't and and, and it just also doesn't seem like something that Karnashovas would do on a whim. So that that that's right out. I would the the major move that would be reasonable, understandable, and with some a forethought would be getting getting DeMar DeRozan out of the mix, saying thank you for being a terrific player and elevating the level of the Bulls and and helping them have a tremendous year last year. And the all-star appearances and all that have been great, but it's 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 time. And I think I don't think there would be a significant drop off in quality this year if they move him and I no. do and I and I also think that you might accelerate the development of Patrick Williams because he's been better. He just and, has. Yeah. He's been he's been, he's already been better. The only thing that I'm a little bit concerned about is how he's still very in between. When he catches the ball, I feel like if he wants to drive, he hesitates and he he's been releasing the three more confidently. I see him catching and shooting it with purpose. He hasn't been waiting too long to make a decision when it comes to that. However, I want him to now take that same approach to driving to the basket. Like we saw in that lob last night from IO in the first Mm -hmm. quarter, he Mm -hmm. can fly and he can run by people. So I don't need him to handle the ball so much if it's empty, I want him to handle the ball to get somewhere. I want him to handle the ball to get to the basket. And I'm I'm not the biggest fan of mid-range shots, but he he's okay at it. I don't know if that's come with DeRozan, but he's been taking some of those and it goes in a decent amount of the time. But I'd rather him not pull up from mid-range and I'm ra- and I'd rather him jump over everybody cuz he can. So the Bulls have the Spurs at home tomorrow and then a, a, a three on the road that span the deadline. And these are three tough ones at Memphis Tuesday, at Brooklyn Thursday, at Cleveland Saturday. Woof. I'm not too concerned. I think they'll beat Brooklyn. The Brooklyn isn't that good right now. If I think they're planning on sitting Kyrie until the end of the trade deadline. I think they are trying to move him, mm-hmm. but I, I think they're he won't be playing. And is Katie, I'm pretty sure Katie's still hurt, right? Or is he? I, I Yeah, he yeah, is. I think so. Yeah. So I don't see why they can't win that game. It's not, it's not like Ben Simmons, if he's ever healthy, I, I he might be hurt too. It's not like he would win a game for somebody putting up six points and two assists and calling himself a star, but I, th- I think Memphis, yeah, I don't feel too good about that one. I'm, no. I'm, I'm, I'm happy that they don't have to really deal with the uh, – is Dylan Brooks still suspended with that Donovan Mitchell thing, or is he just I, – I don't know. He He's become like uh, – uh, He's embracing he, being a villain almost. Yeah, but he su- you can't talk that talk and then suck. <laughs> he's They're- not good. That's a slogan. Uh, are you ready for the college showdown? Sure. Okay. The OWC college showdown. I, I tried to take a little different tack here. See if I can find a, a hole in, in your vast knowledge and trying to see if maybe some of these old heads you just sort of didn't 
think okay. about or you kind of forgot. You, then I'm, go ahead, fire away. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna start with one of the other guys because th this just might be too hard. But this is New York Knicks guard Daquan Jeffries. Oh shucks, I no idea. No idea. Okay, he no, went to St. John's. I don't know. He went to Western Texas Junior College. Okay, that that thanks, man. Sorry, I just that that what I saw. I said I have to do it. Okay, now let's let's see if you if you know these old heads like old old. What like Udonis Haslam or something? Yes, Udonis Haslam. Florida. That, Come on now. Okay, yeah, that was on that was on my list. And okay. Dallas, Dallas Center, Javale McGee, Nevada. Okay, all right. I, yeah. I, I, I thought maybe. And going into this, uh, Jason's thirty-three and six, and now and now he's thirty-five and seven, and I am eighteen, nineteen, and two. Pending these next three vintage names, where do they go to college? Okay, here we go. Former Portland Trailblazers and Los Angeles Lakers center Michael Thompson. Oh, M Y C H A L Thompson. Clay's father. Yes. Michael Thompson. God, you pick really good names. I should know where he went to college, and I don't. Clay's dad. I'm going to say. Uh, Cal Poly Pomona. He went to the University of Minnesota. Wow. You're way off. Yeah. Nice one. Thank you. Next, we have journeyman forward Otis Thorpe. Ogre Thorpe. I was just gonna I was thinking that too. But I was letting I was letting you have the honors of saying Ogre Thorpe. Ogre Thorpe. <laughs> Otis Thorpe, Providence. Yes. Yes. Did you actually know that? Yeah, I did. Okay. And last but not least, Seattle Supersonics and Phoenix Suns center Tom Chambers. Great player. Gonzaga? No. Utah? Yes. Utah. Okay. Yeah. Is that, does that count? No, I just... I was, I was okay, fine. That's an L. I'm not giving you a tie on that. Oh, yeah. No, I knew it was one of the two. Well, you failed. I'm not being so nice today. All right, fine. Okay, well, that has been episode 14 of the Organizations Win Championships podcast. We will be back after the trade deadline, after the Bulls do absolutely nothing. So like it, subscribe, rate it, Download. enjoy it. Download it. Do all, do all the things. Click all the buttons and do all the things. But do we all the will, things. We will speak again post-deadline.